Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. What are you hanging? You about ready to go? I mean, yeah. it looks I'm like you're looking at your crotch. I was plugging my mouse in because, like, it always sneaks up on me that it dies. Oh, well, I need it. Wait, isn't that my mouse? Yeah, that's Session my mouse. Is, uh, nine tenths. Greatest speed. Right, hold on, I need to. Nope, that's it. We're live. Screenplay. <laughs> Welcome back! Episode 19. Retro review. Somewhat. We got one really old movie and one that's like two years old. Yeah, I'm actually surprised. That that doesn't make sense. What? I, I watched that. <laughs> it's, it came out in 2021. <laughs> no, it didn't. It came out 2021. You watched the wrong movie then. Oh god, I don't think so, dude. This this struck me as a it's a Michael Bay movie. And like this was so Jordan. <laughs> it's not older than 2020. Dude, there's no way. It is 2016. <laughs> Fuck you. Are you serious? I might have watched the wrong movie. <laughs> it's got Did it, uh, uh Jim? Mike, Michael Krasinski. Yeah. Yeah, I John watched Krasinski. the right. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I watched the right movie. Okay. Twenty sixteen. Um, I'm Prime Tony. This is uh, Momoj. And uh, Momoj. screenplay. Welcome. All right. So let's uh, let's talk about the movies that we decided to watch. The so last time we did uh, a poll. Uh, for the viewers to, to pick between True Lies and Kindergarten Cop. Now, the viewers chose Kindergarten Cop. My pick was True Lies. I, I like both the movies, but like Kindergarten Cop's a little bit older and a little bit different <laughs> than uh, than True Lies. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna hit the Kindergarten Cop first. Jordan, what's the good? Dude, the good is. Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Like any movie, he's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. You immediately just get to like <laughs> fall into a subliminal. Yes, I'm a paying attention to you. Um, and the beauty of his character is there's not a lot of range, right? Nope. So <laughs> when he's saving kindergarten, he's looking for John Connor. I don't care what the movie tells you. Yeah. He's yeah, looking yeah. for fucking John Connor, you know? He's trying to lay um, some pipe, too. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I really liked it. I, I've talked to you a lot about this, especially on the podcast, about things that are like trash TV that you can kind of just like sit there and enjoy instead of like fight hard to understand, maybe like Interstellar or Inception, movies like that. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just wholesome. It's just fun. Yeah, you don't yeah, have you a lot get to, to enjoy expect. the presence. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is one of those movies. So, yeah. uh, me being a big big advocate of stuff like that, 
Uh, it's, I mean, this was a fun movie to watch. I, I'm always thrown off by older movies at first because it's like, oh man, like, dude, the get the RoboCop falling scene or something. Hey, there like ain't nothing that, wrong you know? with RoboCop. You stop it. But the, the costume scene, it was, it was rough. It was rough. But the costume <laughs> design from this, I like. I'm watching the trailer and I haven't seen this movie in years. But like, it's dated. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's real day. There's a lot of people that play in this movie that are dead, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's, but the, the thing is, like, it can be dated as long as it's not jarring, you know? Yeah. Like, the yeah. Scene we talked about an alien with the, uh, when she shoots the rappel gun through the alien, it's just, yeah, like, yeah. clanging onto the... You right, know, that, right. There's scenes like that in older movies, especially when it's, like, trying to portray more of an action scene, that can be jarring. But it, this is kind of... It's called uh, yeah, any action. immersion breaking. Yeah. That's the, the yeah. Anything that breaks but, you out of your immersion is bad, generally. Yeah, yeah. But this is like the action that's in this movie isn't anything over the top, so I never lose my immersion, as you will. Yeah. So I mean, uh, for that, I liked it. It was good. It's a great, it's a classic. Yeah. Who's your daddy, and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> um. Some. All right. So the bad. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't say there's a lot of things I disliked about this movie. Obviously, you can tell right almost from the beginning where the plot's going to go and how the movie's going to play it's out. It's predictable. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and let's see, he doesn't in this movie about uh, I guess an undercover cop. I think the contrast between um, RoboCop and this this movie. <laughs> it's dramatic. Okay he didn't try and yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I'm okay that he didn't try and have intercourse with his partner. Uh, and again, I saw the similarity of the partner, obviously female, having short hair to try and portray them as more of a non-desirable figure, I guess. Um, and then she ends up banging her fiance in the hotel room. After. Yep. yep. Um, I, I honestly don't know of a lot of bad things. Uh, the one thing that kind of like made me cringe a lot was. When Arnold was teaching the kids to march, and he's for the fire drill, yeah, and just him doing his cadence like that made me cringe a little bit. But that also might be due to some of my background. Um, <laughs> I love this movie, dude. The plot, the yeah, plot is good. like it's it's not anything groundbreaking, but like it's yeah. Arnold was in so many of these kinds of movies in the nineties, and this one just like. Everybody remembers it, you know. Yeah. But um, I want. I, I want. Think... Go ahead. Sorry. I wanted him as a teacher. I remember that when I was a kid. Oh yeah. And like yeah, for sure. Think about the premise, though. You've got this like Greek god who's like three hundred pounds of packed in muscle as an undercover cop. He's somewhat memorable. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. but it works. You just buy in right away. Just don't even think about it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the motivations um, for the antagonists in this film, because I mean, there's kind of two of them. It's the the son and the and the mother. Well, the dad and the grandmother, I guess. We'll yeah, put yeah. It like that. Yeah. Um, and like their motives seem a little gimmicky i guess yeah not you know, well thought out yeah 
Yeah, yeah. But I mean, other than, I mean, I'm not there to watch character development. I'm there to watch like Arnold Schwarzenegger lay pipe and kick ass, you know? Yeah. And uh, play the so. ukulele. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, man. Well, that, that's short and sweet, I guess. You know, um, I love this movie growing up, and I definitely say you should definitely see this movie. Um, what 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 do you give it out of ten? Um, I'd give this a seven out of ten. I was thinking six. It's been a minute since I've seen it, though, so maybe uh, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's not—it's nothing groundbreaking that you're gonna sit there and be like, wow, "That was insane to watch," right? Right. But it's just one of those good films that you can watch and be like, "It's a good use of like an hour and forty-five minutes," you know? Like, turn it on I'm, in the I'm background and, and listen to the yeah. uh, one-liners. Yeah. Now, um, the imp- <laughs> the important thing with this is, you said you gave it a six. Yeah. Yeah. So now we got to see how close you are. Oh, the Rotten Tomatoes? The Rotten Tomatoes are probably going to be high, dude. I bet it's high. You think so? Yeah, I bet it's high. Wow. You ready for this? 89%. Tomato meter, 53. Good. I'm good. (laughs) Audience score, 52. That's good. Yeah. It's nothing to write home about, but, like, it's good. It's wholesome. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I feel like I might be a little too uh, harsh on the movie. One, Dude, one I, was, I, did, like, I was this close to a five, but I'm like, no, there's enough one-liners. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So I used to listen to Arnold Schwarzenegger a lot whenever I was like starting to try to, I did like half marathon training and that was a while back yeah. um, before I joined the military. And I would, I would listen to like motivational speeches. So I would have like, you know, David Goggins. And, uh, He's good, too. I've listened to some of his stuff also. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger was a big one. Uh, the Hands in the Pockets mm-hmm. and Climb the Ladder of Success. So, like, he talks a lot about in that speech of his um, how he couldn't get a start in Hollywood. Like, he, he became a bodybuilder. He, he was known for that. And then he was like, I want to become an actor. And, like, everyone in Hollywood was like, there's no way you'd make it because you have this basically horrible accent, right? Like, it's yeah, not coachable. Yeah. You can't do anything with it. And then he talks about getting his first break in Conan the Barbarian. And then from there, like, he was just, a, like, an icon. Like, the voice almost made him an icon for certain roles. Terminator, he was perfect because it's, like, robotic-like and whatnot. You should and, uh, so t- you should watch the documentary on Netflix. Yeah. It's, it's super good. It's, like, a three-part episode of Arnold from the ground up. That's so cool. Yeah, no, I would love that then. But just watching him in any any movie where you know you can hear those words and see like what that produced on screen and to be honest arnold's not a bad actor at all in my opinion he's got some range yeah he's not the best yeah. but i mean he's good no he's good but, enough yeah you know yeah uh, i'm always happy to watch an arnold film you know he was a millionaire before he started acting <laughs> is that just from bodybuilding no it was from like real estate developments and shit <laughs> hell yeah arnold yeah. that's what i'm talking about all right, so uh, go see it um, again. Go rent it. I don't even know where this is on streaming. Where'd you find it? I think I, uh, I think I found it on like Tubi, free movies. That makes sense. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It, 
was something off off the beat. That's for sure. But. Right. All right, let's um, get into. Uh, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Final thoughts. I was. I. I final thoughts. Definitely go watch it. If you haven't seen it, watch it. If it's on and like your choices are that and Captain Marvel, definitely put on Kindergarten Cop. Yep. Um. Yep. But yeah, that's my that's my final thoughts. Okay, so uh, the movie Jordan asked me to watch was called Thirteen Hours. Let's get into the Iraqi espionage and hero movie um i want to start off by saying this movie was not made for me okay so some of my mm. opinions may be colored because it was i was not the target audience okay yeah um let's start off with the good uh they do a really good job of drilling into you um that these guys have lives outside of war right like they they beach to death with it the first like 45 minutes of the, the movie. And uh, you you start to care about them. Um, they do a really good job depicting the horrors of what's going on. Like the insurgents. Uh, well, actually, let's start off with a premise here. So this is a movie about um, pretty much mercenaries. They're contractors who come in uh, to work for the CIA and protect this like small little you don't know about it place, right? In, uh, in, uh, where was it at? It's not Iraq. Benghazi. Benghazi, yeah. So they're there and nobody's supposed to know that they're there, okay? And then the, the U.S. Embassy comes in and sends an ambassador in and, uh, it's on the anniversary of 9-11 and that, that place ends up getting attacked. So they end up sending in the, uh, you don't know about them contractors to try and help them. But, you know, there's a lot of politics in place. There's a lot of douchebaggery that happens. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, character conflict that happens. Um, that being said, this is a Michael Bay movie through and through. Uh, it, the best part of this movie, I really, I genuinely feel like the best part is their genuine fear where they don't know who's an insurgent, who isn't. They're like, we don't know who the good guys are. We don't know who the bad guys are. Like, are you Feb 16? Are you, are you Feb 16 or are you not? Like, and there's people driving up to the place and you don't know whether they're uh, good guys or bad guys. And they do a really good job of depicting that. Um, What were your favorite parts of this movie? Dude, I honestly just like the fact that, like, it, it perfectly depicted being in some of the shittiest place places on Earth and during, like, some maybe shitty times away from people that, you know, you've been around your whole life, but around the people that are suffering the same thing, almost. Like, even if you don't have a family, like, you're just kind of being fucked over together, if that makes sense. So because of that. This is exactly why I started off this whole review with, this movie was not made for me. Because I could not identify with that. I I saw it, and I can can articulate it, like, that it's there. But I can't empathize yeah. in any way. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, a couple of reasons why I chose this movie is because one, this is one of my favorite. Everyone always like if you were in the military, and usually even people that weren't have a good favorite war movie. Um, but like everyone usually says, like Lone Survivor or Saving Private Ryan, and those Lone Survivor was really good. But I think Thirteen Hours is probably my favorite, just because it. Uh, perfectly captures 
the the things that I enjoyed in my time in the military, and that's like just being in like a shitty place, a shitty time, and the commander's an asshole. Yeah, and you remember the scene (laughs) where they're all kind of like doing their own thing out, like, and nothing bad has happened yet, but like there's like one dude in short shorts lifting weights, and like everyone's dogging on him and stuff, and like it's just like shots back and forth, but it's like friends, you know, even though they, it's not like they've known each other for. An immense amount of time or anything um but it's just like that's what that type of environment breeds and i think that they pack they captured that perfectly they also captured what you were saying lives outside of war perfectly and another thing is like these guys are here almost as like a means to clean up a mess not prevent one and that's what really like struck me in this film is because throughout this whole part when they're planning out you know the u.s embassy one of the ambassadors coming to this place, they're like, hey, that's a bad idea. Don't do that. Like, how much, like, how much military to... experience do you guys have? Like, what? Yeah, exactly. Five years between the two of you? The... Yeah, and then they're told <laughs> to fuck off, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we're calling the shots here. And there is such a loud echo of that, I think, in a lot of situations in today's world, even in, like, today's military aspects. Um, where there's just like good ideas that don't get listened to because it's people that aren't as high on the, you know, totem pole. And um, I also chose this movie because if you talk shit about it, then at least one group of people will uh, disagree with you as well, which means they agree with me. Oh, um, so. oh, we haven't gotten to the bad yet. <laughs> I had I had like three goods, <laughs> and we've got forty <laughs> minutes left. <laughs> um. You know, one other thing, um, it did really good, and this this hit me hard at the end of it, because, like, some of my critiques are going to be a bit harsh, okay? But mm-hmm. but take it with a grain of salt that by the end of the movie, when they're showing you the pictures of the actual people, because I don't know if I mentioned this, but this is based on a true story. It's definitely dramatized. I look into it a little bit, like, 30% of this shit actually happened, but it's mm-hmm. it's based on real events, right? And in the end of very end of the movie, they show you the real people and uh, they show you the one guy that dies. Spoilers. Um, and, it, you know, it hit me in my like I started started to feel a little bit right. Like they they really do show you the horror of like one bad thing happening at the end. One bad thing like a bomb hits and it just ruins all of their plans. Like everything they did is done and they lost just by this one little thing. And they show, like, people walking down with their hands, like, busted off, and, like, like it, it was horrific. And I thought it, it did a good job of portraying, like, what that what that sorrow would be like. Um, that being said, Jordan, what were the characters' names? Dude, I couldn't tell you. I can't tell it's... you either. I know one of them was Roan. <laughs> I want to say one of them was uh, Axel... <laughs> This is my point, dude. Um, None of them, you. There is zero character development here. One of the guys is the same as all the rest of the guys. Like, I think that's also by design too. That like that's actually like what the military does. You know, they so all have two emotion. They all have two kids. They all got a wife at home. They all got jobs they fucking hate. They all don't like the chief. Like they're all the same fucking person. This movie was yeah. designed. For someone to insert themselves into it. 
right? That's what yeah. I that's what I felt. And when I'm watching this, I'm like, this is not for me. Like, yeah. this is bullshit macho symbolism that I don't like. That um, I don't, I can't resonate with. <laughs> and yeah, I, well, I'm I'm big on character stuff. I'm big on narrative. This movie has no narrative, none. It is just really bad shit and stuff blowing up for two and a half fucking hours. I was so fucking bored in the middle part where it's just like constant, constant tension. And I'm like, I I can't be this tense. So I'm going to have to just go to sleep or something. Like. (laughs) You don't like tension? No, I do like tension, but like there's, you can't ride here the whole movie. (laughs) Okay. There's got to be an ebb and flow. Like. When they when they finally get the go ahead to go like fucking save the people, dude, I'm like, all right, let's see what happens. Then they fucking the dude dies anyways, and the whole movie is just them getting back and like fucking hunkering down, and like there's no fucking low until the very end when they're drinking fucking water bottles, eating candy bars, and they're like, oh man, we might make it through this. Boom. <laughs> I yeah. did not like this movie at all. Um, that being said, I don't think it was a terrible movie. I just don't think I was a target audience. Yeah, the, the I can cine- see that. The cinematography in it is just okay. There were way too many lens flares. Like, it it honestly, like, at multiple points in this movie, I was like, oh, this is Transformers without the Transformers. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt like it was filmed the same way. And I did not know that it was Michael Bay until the very end, and I saw him come across the credits, and I was like, makes perfect fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it was a Michael Bay film either. <laughs> well, it's, it's all like grays and dark greens and fucking brown. Like, literally, uh, if you play like that, like the military song from Transformers over the trailer, yeah. like it's the same. You would be like, oh, that's a Transformers movie. <laughs> um, it's funny. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I hated all the people they wanted me to hate. I liked the ones they wanted me to like. I just can't fucking tell you who the hell they were. I know one of them was an insurance adjuster because they beat the fucking shit out of that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I hated the montage where they're, like, all talking to their wives and their kids. And like, like it just felt so forced. They're like, hey, remember, just I just want to remind you, these are real people, and this could be you. Not my movie, man. <laughs> You hated the fact they were calling their family? No, I didn't hate that they were calling their families. I hated that it was done in a montage where they were all doing it at the same time. It felt like blunt storytelling. It wasn't organic to the feel of it. It was just like, we're checking a box. We got to make them, we got to make sure they remember about their families. Let's put it in a montage. Hey, but it worked because <laughs> you felt bad at the end. Dude, I, honestly, honestly, I did. <laughs> when when they were showing the real people that this shit happened to, like, it really did hit home. Where I was like, man, this is uh, this is a real story. Like this, this shit happens. And like, yeah. like one of my really good friends, like you, this could have been shit that you were involved in. And that yeah. it sucks, man. Oh yeah. Um, but acting was okay. Uh, John Krasinski, I felt like he was wasted in this role. He didn't. He had like really? fucking fifteen lines, um, and I don't think he acted out of his pants. Like he didn't have to do much. Yeah, I don't think he was really good. I think that the guy who played Roan, the 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 like commander guy, I thought he was he was pretty good. 
But uh, everybody else just felt like they were there for the ride. What the fuck? Uh, Dude, fucking contact popped out. I felt like that was just like a fact. They just inserted to be like, look, see, we're being real. (laughs) Wait, which one are you talking about? They're they're driving in like John Krasinski's contact pops out. He's like, oh, man, I can't go into this fight if I ain't got a contact. I can't see. And then he finds it, puts it back in. And then they go to the fight. (laughs) Like, come on, bro. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was real. That was real. <laughs> Just want to remind you guys, this is a real story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Again, I, you know, I don't want to take away from this because there's a lot of shit that happens in there that I think that people can identify with. I just, it's so far from my world that uh, I just couldn't. I think it, you know, hearing Boone, you I think was my favorite. Hearing you talk about it. Um, yeah started to make me feel like, well, maybe it wasn't that bad. And then I remembered the movie. I was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't so know who, I don't know who, who Boone has, is. <laughs> uh, Boone is the dude who, uh, who was reading the books. He's um, the other guy from the office that originally was dating Pam. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's the guy that his hand got fucked up, right? Yeah, I believe yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was horrific, um, dude. That was real fucking. Yeah, so one of my favorite quotes in that movie is because, of, uh, well, one of my favorite sentences and all of, I have a few sentences, right, that I'll, I'll remember, um, probably until I get like, I don't know, what is it, amnesia or something? Uh, uh, dementia? Alzheimer's. Dementia? Yeah, sure, <laughs> all of those. Yeah. Um, but the, the quote he, he's, he says to, I believe it's John when he walks in, he's like reading the book. He's like, listen to this. All the gods, all the heavens, all the hells are within you. Man, that one gave me goosebumps. And then guess what? That is when I inserted myself and I said, I'm going into the military. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. It was actually Lone Survivor that did it for me. But this movie was by far one of my favorites, especially. I don't think I, I watched this until two years after. I wish I would have watched it with you. Because like... Maybe some of the shit I like would have made more sense to me, or maybe it would have had a more emotional impact. Um, yeah, but I was really, honestly, just bored most of the time. Yeah, you know what? This would have been a good film to bring Dave in on. I don't know if he's seen it, but I'm pretty sure he was one of those people that said it was good. I know uh, Ninja said it was it was good, um, but like I guarantee you, you put this movie on in like a a room of people who have probably been in the military. And uh, I can see your point. They're probably going to take more away from it than someone who maybe hasn't been in those circumstances, you know? Yeah, like 100% um, civilian my whole life. Like, never yeah. even remotely came close to this. Yeah, <laughs> I've been I, mad I, at my boss you... before, but, like, not this. <laughs> well, then you should relate. No. Um, but, like, the, the thing you said about the tension, the tension being so high um, for that long t- period of time, I think that's just a really good, like, film technique, in my opinion. Just because, like, in that situation, that's exactly what it's going to feel like. And so I feel like for for a filmmaker to be able to keep that going, because sometimes it's easy to lose tension, I feel like. Especially nowadays, like, Marvel has a really masterful way, uh, at least Endgame and before, of breaking hardcore tension the right way, though. Um. 
So, and I, I mean, they could have probably done it in this film too, but I don't disagree that you know we don't have to have humor in here. It can be tense the whole time. It just it yeah. felt like less impactful because it's it's maintaining that 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 tension spike throughout the whole movie. Like you feel those highs more when you hit the lows. Oh yeah, you know, sure. um, yeah. you 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 tend to, and and this is with everything in storytelling. Like if you just maintain. People will expect it. <laughs> yeah. And they'll get bored of it. And uh, I don't know. I just, I want more character stuff. I want to know who these people are, actually, more than just a foil for me if I were in the military. Yeah. I understand that. Another thing I think that is really big, another one I chose this film for, one, because it is one of my favorites, but also. Um, you have a very big connection with Infinity War, and that's because one of the main reasons I hear you list is that, like, the heroes lose, and that's just it. Yeah. And this film yeah. is a, like, is a big one of, they don't really win at anything in this film. Like, everything just doesn't go anyone's way. They basically fail <laughs> all of their missions. Like, they don't save the yeah. ambassador. They don't bring everyone home, you know, and, I, and it's not even their fault. That's, that's, Another big one. See now, home. that's what I didn't like. And just to just to interrupt you real quick on this, because I, I agree with you. Like, it's more compelling when they're real people who make mistakes. But yeah, Krasinski had fucking plot armor, dude. Like the guy couldn't be hurt, and they blamed everything bad on that fucking chief guy, right? The guy yeah. from the CIA that wouldn't let him go, and like that's some of the bullshit that wasn't actually real. The guy came out who that character is based on and was like, I never told them to not go. That's been, that's just dramatization that Hollywood's coming up with. So like they villainized that guy to make it seem like these guys didn't make any mistakes at all. It it wasn't their fault at all. (laughs) So did they have, I mean, because obviously like something with that. I didn't know that before I watched it though. You know, like I didn't, that didn't color my. And I, I think to make that guy out to be the uh, the evil guy, you know, that's more of like a, a MacGuffin. Can you do that for evil people? Yeah, I, I think it's more, I could be wrong, but I think my interpretation of that is to give you that CO that's a dickhead, that's making the wrong calls, even though you're under him and you know what the right call should be. Yeah. I, I feel so like the, it's the, just another thing to like get you into the, the seat of the character. Yeah. Um, but one thing I do want you to... Have you seen American Sniper at all? No, no. Uh, okay, so a big thing in that film, a big one with Indeed India is rules of engagement, right? And, like, you could shoot someone that you think is a threat, and if they're not, you're doing time in, like, Guantanamo Bay, basically. Like, that's just how the military is. At, while I was there, at least, I'm... Rem- so I'm sure the that rule was definitely in place, you know, in the time of American Sniper and probably in this movie. So I know with these types of situations, you have to get clearance. Like someone above you has to be able to tell you, like, "Hey, you have carte blanche. Go do what you got to do." In the movie, if they're just like saying, like, "Oh, the fucking CIA guy is the problem," the CIA guy is like the messenger, right? Because there's always going to be someone higher than him. And if they didn't get clearance, I'm not sure. I didn't research this. Well, they're so, not military guys. That's the thing. They're contractors who are hired by the well, I know, CIA. Whether I know, but whether your government 
like the government is a government period right and like police have to follow rules of engagement should follow rules of engagement should um, yeah <laughs> um, so i mean like they're going to be the same way contractor wise because uh, they are a, a part of the government therefore they're acting on i'm sure the rules I, I again i i would just assume that the rules for the cia are different than the military um, I, I can't imagine they're that different. I mean, I don't think maybe there's any way for your, us to maybe know. You tell your chief to fuck off, you know, that might be like one of the key differences. <laughs> the one difference. Hey man, you're not right. Yeah. yeah. And you don't really have to worry about uniform inspections. I, I just can't imagine it's like rules of engagement wise. It's any different, but then again, I don't know. So that's all speculation. Um, however, th- uh, this, I remember this film was a good a big proponent in the heat that came from like the email scandal with Hillary Clinton and all that. Yeah. Um, so this one was a, a big proponent of that. And um, I remember, I think I was more upset that they chose to villainize one person for this incident, which is the CIA chief guy. Yeah. yeah. Then like the cogs that, you know, Allowed that to happen, if that makes right. sense. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, you know, I just didn't like it. <laughs> That's fair. It was it was probably a very expensive movie. It just like felt like a lot of stuff didn't really mesh together. And I wanted to care about these guys, but uh, I just didn't. And I don't know their names. Yeah. That's my, I think that's my thing. I don't need to know someone's name, I think, to care about them. But I think, again, I think it's by design because I think, I really think after watching this movie, it's really meant to like insert yourself into this series of events. Oh, so you think this is the Uncle Sam poster of the 2016? (laughs) Dude, that's I I genuinely do. I genuinely do. That's, that's, that's awesome. Honestly, that is the case. It's about, it's about being a normal person with everyday lives and uh, going over there and being a fucking badass. Yeah, and uh, oh, that's that's a cool take, and that's why you know again I just don't think it was for me. Um, I think the action uh, was fucking awesome. I know you're not a big Michael Bay action fan unless it's like Transformers one through maybe maybe three, but no, I can, at least one and two. I like a good action movie. I just this didn't feel like an action movie to me. It felt like. Uh, I don't know. I feel like there needs to be another genre for it. Like, like for like these like tight knit squad fire team esque like war movies, you know, because it doesn't feel like saving private Ryan. Like there's no grand scheme that's going on. It's just about these, you know, four to 10 guys. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I don't know. I just don't, those type, these type of movies don't resonate with me. That being said, I don't think it's a bad movie. Um, Ratings wise, this is gonna suck, man. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna agree with Rotten Tomatoes on this, but I'm going with a solid five out of ten. Maybe, right, maybe bad. even a four out of ten. Four point. Yeah, that's where you're getting bad. Four point eight out of ten. Uh, yeah, that. that's where you're getting. No, you lost me. Four point eight. On that one. Um. So I would give this, I'd probably give this movie uh, like a seven, seven and a half. That's fair. That That's fair. Yeah. Um, 
if it resonated and, more with me, I think uh, it would mean more. But yeah, and I and I, I definitely think you have valid reasons um, for your rating because I didn't even think about that. Like I, I didn't even think of like that someone else probably wouldn't resonate with it as much as I would. Um, but I also think you know it's also good to step out of your comfort zone with movies. You know, I learned that with Alien. That's I true. Touch Alien yeah. with a fucking stick. Because uh, it was made when they were fucking writing on stone tablets still. Um, it's a fucking great so. movie. Um, no, I'm I'm always always down to to watch a movie, but you know, like uh, it again, it makes you appreciate the highs when you have the lows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thirteen candles, right? Yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been making that I've been making that joke for like fucking two weeks. <laughs> Because Thirteen Candles is um, actually a good movie. So right. you gave it four. You gave it a four point eight. Yeah, dude, Rotten I'm tomatoes. fucking spot on with Rotten Tomatoes. Tomato meter <laughs> is a fifty one percent. Audience score is an eighty two though. Like that's a massive 80%. departure. Yeah, yeah, it is. Massive. Obviously, difference. the Rotten Tomato meter are a bunch of pretentious <laughs> assholes. Are you calling me a pretentious asshole? <laughs> No, it's just an asshole. I would never call you pretentious. <laughs> That's so funny, though. Um, yeah, well, yeah, Tony is spot on. We might as well call this the fucking the. We need to find a play on words to combine Tony and Tomato Meter. <laughs> the Tony Meter. <laughs> yeah. The t- the, t- <laughs> the Toninator Meter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we need to find a way to do that. But, uh, yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> to anyone else that likes 13 Hours, don't worry. Tony usually has bad tastes in movies and gives a... Ooh, I, this is my first one where I would honestly say, just pass it. I, I, I don't see a reason to watch it. Pass. All right. Tony <laughs> is getting more and more on domestic terrorist level by the <laughs> more that, that I this don't... podcast goes on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jordan. Uh, the movie wasn't for me. Uh, you yeah, know. If you hate America, pass on the movie. Um, this movie has nothing to do with America. <laughs> it only has everything to do with America. There's nothing to do with America. This is like watching the fucking World Cup. <laughs> England, I, I would think. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. So four point eight out of ten. Uh, uh, don't don't watch it. Go watch Kindergarten Cop. Actually, go watch Captain Marvel. <laughs> Over this no, movie, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm right. kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh god. <laughs> um, no, I honestly, I think this is definitely worth a watch, it, especially if you uh, enjoy America and like movies like American Sniper, Lone Survivor, Saving Private Ryan. Like, this is a really good... Now, I like Saving uh, Private movie. Ryan. I thought Saving Private Ryan was really good. Well, why did you like Saving Private Ryan over this one? Uh, because of the storytelling. You know, like, there were there were lulls, there were, there were highs, there were really tense moments. You knew who the characters were, you knew who the stakeholders were, and I just, I felt like it was a better told story. With compelling mm-hmm. characters that I give a shit about, you know? Maybe there just weren't enough flashy explosions in Saving Private Ryan for me. <laughs> the only scene I think I can remember for, like, 
very detailed is when he's in the the ah oh, fuck is it the church tower or clock tower and mm-hmm. he's like he's a sniper and he's basically reciting uh, a prayer i want to say i don't know what prayer i'm not i don't remember it either but dude that was one of the coolest scenes i think i ever remember i've always tried to reenact that when i was younger playing battlefield and like call of duty and stuff <laughs> i'll never forget that but um i don't know man i just like this movie more no, my taste is usually just better, so. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think critically, uh, it's sorry, not. I, I muted my, my <laughs> mic there. Uh, we need to find, I need to get my source. Is it, what do I get? IMDB? Let's see what IMDB right now. All right, all right, that's fine. We're about to start <laughs> I, IMDB, I think it's going to say like a 6.2 out of 10. That's what I would say. So IMDB. 7.3. Well, yeah. That's all right. Yeah. So is IMDb my rating? What did they rate Kindergarten Cop? Uh oh, <laughs> probably a nine out of ten. <laughs> I never <laughs> use IMDb. Six point two. Well, yeah, there you go, man. <laughs> so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna reach out to both companies and ask for uh, sponsors. And whoever, Tony, whoever the gets movie the rating sponsor, wars. you're gonna have to start aligning with. <laughs> I can't align. <laughs> I have to be so honest. Well, this is journalism. Uh, <laughs> Captain Marvel would be a 6.8 for us. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that means they rated it higher than 13 hours. Uh, 7.3, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Right. Um, thir- yeah, uh, 13 hours, stinker. Anything less than 50%, uh, I don't want to tell people. Good news is, ladies and gentlemen, it's a 51. So <laughs> go ahead um, and tune to it on your so uh, streaming services. Oh, God, I want to keep doing this. Like, I really like these movies, but we only got one episode left. Uh, yeah, so one episode left. We, uh, well, Tony, I'll let you go ahead and tell them the, the details. Yeah, they can wait. They can wait. We ain't to that part yet. How long? How long what? How long are you going to make them wait? Uh, 20 minutes. Tw- no, what? 18 minutes. 30 seconds. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about some things that we're excited to see. I know we've been watching some Star Wars stuff, so we're going to stray away yep. from that because there will be a time for that. But I'm going to see the... Yeah, I'm excited to see that. I'm very excited to see that. Um, I haven't seen any reviews on it, so I'm going to try and watch it like without spoilers or... Someone tainting my uh, opinion, which is genuinely hard to do nowadays. There's so much like media, like social media out there, like telling you what you should fucking like and what you shouldn't. Yeah. It's not easy. But um, uh, we're I'm going to see the uh, the new Exorcist movie tonight, which guaranteed to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna Absolutely. I'm gonna get drunk and uh, have some fun with it. Hopefully, we. Uh... Did you like the Insidious movies? I did like the Insidious movies. I like the first I, one I, more than the other ones, but yeah. I, I do like the Insidious movies more, especially when it comes to like that paranormal stuff. Have you ever seen the movie uh, The Fourth Kind? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like it as much. I, all of my friends fucking love it, but it wasn't it wasn't my bag. I loved The Fourth Kind. Fourth Kind was... I think I was younger too, though, so like that actually was freaky to watch. Dude, you know what really sucks? It felt real. 
what really what? sucks is when you like genuinely love a movie for like most of your life and but you haven't seen it in like 10 years you go back and watch it and you're like oh my god this isn't good yeah, that's how I felt. A, that's it how I felt sucks. about the uh, original three Star Wars movies. Yeah, dude. dude Same. It was, yeah, I was like, oh man, it was rough. Because man, I grew up when I was little. You know, you have your bars so undecided. So like, it becomes the highest thing when yeah, you're yeah. looking at right. Dudes and with so, laser like, swords. How could it be bad? Exactly. And then like you go back and you watch like the lightsaber duel between Darth Vader and Obi, and you're just like. Yeah, dude, you know, when like, like, when he fucking like, floats the pear over to her mouth and she's like, <laughs> dude, it's so I don't, funny. I don't want to live here. I don't like the sand; gets everywhere. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it sucks yeah, when you really like a movie and you go back and you're like, man, I don't think I'm smart for liking this. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I actually got bored and watched a youtube video today too uh, it, it's just one of those random ass youtube channels that does like a whole compilation of like movies that are coming out in the next six months and okay they put all the trailers in there i've done those yeah like i'll have a party i'll usually throw one of those out or something yeah um there's just one it's a uh, jason statham and jason statham is probably one of my he, i like watching his action movies um with some exceptions i don't know if i was a big fan of crank Crank, I think, was a little... Crank? Yeah. Crank? No. Look, Crank didn't take itself seriously. Like, I'm okay with Crank. The Expendables yeah. is fucking garbage. The Transport dude, series what? are all fucking... Dude, there is not a good thing to be said about the Expendables movies. Except for the fact that they kick ass. That's like my A-team. Oh my god. I'm not even gonna say the A-team was good, but I'm I'm telling you, there is, like... The Expendables is, cool. is, is low-brow entertainment. Correct. <laughs> and it's great. All right, man. Look, I'm starting to think you just didn't have cable whenever you were. No, I think the problem years. is that I had a lot of access to good shit. <laughs> it wasn't just cable. <laughs> I had we're, HBO we're growing fucking, up. I had HBO. Really, we were I fucking. Didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have Showtime. I didn't have fucking <laughs> HBO. I didn't have Stars. I just, the look, most it, I got was a nipple on the new channel every now and then whenever the yeah. static would cut out. Skin of Max. Hey, you know, uh, uh, we were talking about this just last night uh, at our game night about how, like, movies are being, like, dramatically changed from when we were kids. And, like, I'm sure every generation goes through and be like, they were better in my day. Um, this is not that. It's just that, like... Their storytelling in movies is just getting more and more bloated and more and more blunt and direct, and it's all about the spectacle now. Like, I think it's because, like, it movies aren't being made for us anymore. It's not for Americans. It's for the worldwide audience. Like, they want to appeal to as many people as possible. So, like... like you had your chance to align with the Americans today, right? <laughs> I guess I failed that. But, like, you know, like, Avatar... Like, it, it, yeah. I'm, I'm not dogging it. We're not reviewing Avatar. I'm just saying that, like, the story that's being told is, is a story that's been told multiple times. And yeah. there's just a lot of really cool shit that happens on screen, you know? Yeah. Um, another big thing I've always thought about, too, though, is, like, the longer time goes on, 
everything can be boiled down to if you're good, right? At like boiling things down, everything can be boiled down to basically a one or two sentence summary, right? And that's basically just the theme. Dude, we should How add that one sentence to we two should, sentence. We need to add that to our retro reviews. <laughs> two oh, sentence with a one sentence a two sentence summary. Summary, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I used to, have to do that in elementary school. That's so funny. Um, two sentence review. I'm gonna invite my teacher to the stream. That way she can see I've I've maintained my skills. Um, uh, if but, I could do that for 13 hours, this movie wasn't made for me. John Krasinski is in it. <laughs> okay, if I did that for Kindergarten Cop, uh, let's see, cringy marching, badass teacher, even more badass cop. That's three sentences. I put a comma. Oh, okay. One. All right. Anyways, right. <laughs> um, the run on. So you know, well, <laughs> I mean, like the well, how many sentences can you come up with that are different, right? Like you can throw different things in there, but it doesn't change the theme. And so, like, so that's you're, uh, dude. I'm so happy. Like Jordan, your tastes are evolving as we speak. You're trying to understand. They're called tropes. It's called storytelling tropes. And you're absolutely right. Every story's been pretty much told already. And then a lot of stories fall into these these lanes where it's it's pretty much the same story. Like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. You got yeah. the or guy like Star Wars and Mori, like I am yeah. your father. No, yeah. I am. You don't yeah. know who they this guy doesn't know who their parents are, and this old yeah. wizard comes in to fucking teach him how great he is and tells him he's gotta go save the world. Or the universe, yeah. or the galaxy. It's yeah. You're absolutely right. I'm so like I'm excited for you. you pretty soon you're gonna be like thirteen hours, five out of ten. No, I'll still be American. <laughs> yeah. uh, I will, I'll, I'll remember where I came from. No, actually, what's really what, what's really worse is you're teaching me all this, and then I'm gonna be like the uh, the apprentice that overthrows the. Ah, you're the gonna be Lord. over. You're gonna be fucking Anakin. <laughs> yeah. yeah but like pretty soon you're gonna be like oh man look at that they're, they're showing you that laptop that's product placement <laughs> i hope not if that if that becomes the case we have to stop the podcast right dude, because I'm, movies I, is one of the one of the I, escapes that i have i'm dead serious dude amory's doing it all the time now she's like oh man that's not very good i'm like you used to watch csi and loved it <laughs> Yeah, listen here. I promise I won't sell out. Okay, I will defeat the dark side, not join them. So you're the chosen one. Yeah. Um. But uh, so there's this movie that Jason Statham is in. Oh, I forgot about that. It was tangent. Hello. Beehive. It was a good tangent though. Much needed. It's called the or no Beekeeper. It's called Beekeeper. It Dude, cannot be to- good. Well, I want you to watch the trailer because the trailer, I watched it. I was like, okay, you know, and look, I'm not saying this is a 10 out of 10 movie. This is definitely at least going to be a, um, for you, I would say a 6.5, but that's like high, right? Like that's high for you. No, it's not. A 6.5 is a recommendation to watch, which means it's a fucking like, yeah, eight, yeah. eight to nine for me. Right? Holy shit. <laughs> Can you imagine yeah. if you rated something an 8 or a 9? Actually, what did you rate uh, Alien? 
I think I, I rated remember. it a 9.4 or something. Yeah, yeah. It's a great movie. 9.2, I think, because I, I took off 0.4 points for you not making Amory watch uh, About Time with you. Oh, makes sense. Makes sense. All right, so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to watch this I'm trailer so right now. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. I like, yeah. the, I like the new scene layout. Before we Go get ahead. into the trailer, though. I do want to point out that Jason Statham is the only man in Hollywood to kick a megalodon in the face to oh stop him from biting. I haven't seen that movie. What? <laughs> it's so it's so bad, dude. Meg One, watchable movie. I'm like, ah, this is way better than I expected it to be. Meg Two is what I expected Meg One to be. <laughs> it's yeah. bad. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, let's unmute this. And give this a try. I I. Did put the audio in. I hope it translates. Need your attention, please. I'm gonna burn this place to the ground. The fucking beekeeper. <laughs> MGM, what are you doing? Thanks for the follow. Mrs. Parker and I were friends. She was like family. Is the only person who ever took care of me. I just got a message saying that there's a problem with my computer. Yes, ma'am, we got this. So, right here, you know, we obviously have a very relatable case. Hold on. Of hold on. Hold on. Internet scamming. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. This dude is is trying to find someone who stole his mom's fucking credit card info. <laughs> No, 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 okay, so pause it real quick, pause it, because I'll go ahead and I'll give you the rundown. So this no, lady you let me finish mom. this trailer, you let me finish this trailer. No, because you fucked it up already, so now you have to say you're listening to the explanation. Uh. <laughs> so it was a lady who, I guess, like, gave him a uh, shelter whenever he was wayward, that's what I would assume. Um, but anyways, it wasn't anyone related to him. <laughs> but they, like, stole all her money, and then she ended up killing herself because of it. Which I'm pretty sure there ha that's happened. I'm pretty sure I've heard some stories of that happening. This is literally Jason Statham's John Wick. It's a dumb fucking bullshit that's action movie. That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> they are replacing John Wick with Jason Statham. Dude, it's going to be so cool because John Wick was good. But also Keanu Reeves Dude. is of just higher caliber. So. We, can, we can do uh, an entire review of John Wick because I don't have nice things to say about that one. Well, that's fine. We've established you're not American, so I wouldn't expect you to like it. <laughs> Out. Look at this, the phone. Oh, shut the fuck up. He kicked a megalodon in the face. You think he wasn't going to send that guy sliding? Dude, this is so fucking stupid looking. <laughs> right, because you're like, oh, dude, he's just a... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Absolutely, right so the transmission. He's... <laughs> He's a beekeeper specialist. Like, okay, let's just talk about this. He's a special ops guy. Yeah. For the beekeeper special ops. And he just so happens to also be a beekeeper. Yes. Yeah, so he's a beekeeper. <laughs> he works for the hive. He says, look, it says, I protect the hive when the system is out of balance. And then just wait, wait for the next set. Uh, okay, line all right, all right, all right, all right. When the hive is out of balance. I correct it. Oh, dude. What a badass, man. No, Jordan. No. And then he said, and then he said, 
we have laws for this, right? They're trying to be like, hey, why are you doing this? They have laws for this. And he's like, um, and when you don't, that's when I come in. That wouldn't have killed that guy. Let's go for a swim. <laughs> well, yeah, until he drowns because he can't get out. Dude, literally, he goes in there. He's like, "You killed my dog." <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Except the dog is a black woman in this movie. You are. Dude, this looks terrible. No way he's coming. Oh, dude. firefighters a break. Um. Yeah, fucking right, dude. You elbow somebody in the head with a combat helmet, you're just gonna break your elbow. And they're getting a VA claim for uh, a concussion. Right. Migraine. Yeah. <laughs> That's not, I just pretend like there's no damage done. <laughs> a VA claim. <laughs> and then the last scene, he throws a jar of honey on her and lights her on fire. And they're like, honey, it's flammable. Who would have thought? <laughs> no, man. No. No. Dude. No, 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 no. No. I can get behind it. <laughs> no. <laughs> it looks so bad. It looks so bad. Well, Tony, guess what's coming in season two? Well. Yep, that's yeah, right. Well, that might happen. All right, guys. It'll be the, it'll be the reviewing shitty movies. Uh, <laughs> movie week. No, because this is better because like we're already reviewing shitty movies. You just think they're good. <laughs> Don't say that about Alien. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. That's that bad. All right, we're going to wind down. Um, so, uh, next show, season one finale. Um, Jordan is, uh, well, Jordan and I both need a little bit of a break. So, we're going to come through and uh, take a couple of weeks off. So, figured we're going to take two weeks to do the finale because it's going to be huge, right? We're going to do, do this big thing. What we're going to do is we're going to rank all Star Wars media on a rank list, and we're going to have a couple of guest stars come in. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, make sure you guys tune in for that. Um, I am PrimeTony112. You can find me on Twitter and all social medias. Uh, I usually stream on Twitch every day of the week. Um, Jordan, plugs! Momo J on uh, uh, Twitch TV, spelled M0M0J, also the same on Kick. And you can find me at the Momo J on Twitter. Uh, I do not stream every day. In fact, I probably won't stream until Christmas breakish, obviously, because uh, school takes up all my time now. But I do appreciate everyone that comes in and interacts with uh, me and Tony um, on podcasts and everything. Like, it's, it's fun. So, again, thank you guys for being here. And uh, working with us, especially whenever, you know, we haven't been so set in stone. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Just thank you. Um, so, yeah. Remember, uh, new episodes go up live t on Tuesdays, wherever you find your podcasts. Um, like and follow on uh, iTunes and uh, Google Play. We'll see you guys.